Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I really appreciate you doing this because I did. I uh, I com- I completely forgot that before we went on hiatus because of Christine's health, uh, I had had OT in the in the afternoons with Manny, and now now it's in the mornings. And so, uh, guys, we're we're gonna be doing some uh, guest co-hosts on on Tuesdays. So yay! And uh, yeah, welcome back to the uh, daily cup of genre. It's two days in in a row. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm still still considering this a bit of a, a soft launch. But anyways, uh, we're we are part of the big. Uh, Genreverse Podcast Network available wherever you get your podcast uh, podcast from and on the Genreverse Podcast uh, YouTube channel. All under the big L- LRM Online family umbrella. Make sure you're ch- uh, make sure you're checking out LRMOnline.com every day for all of your uh, entertainment news, needs, and opinions. And of course, uh, we're sponsored by Grow Generation. Thank you guys. More from them a little a little bit later in the episode. I'm Kyle Malone at that Kyle Malone as you can see I've marked Manny out because he's well he's not slacking I'm not gonna lie it was my my fault but I'm joined by Cam who co-hosts the uh the cantina with me what's up bud hey nothing much I'm all and, good uh I did I did mark Manny's name out and I put your uh at LRM right, underscore sorry. Cam yeah I did I put a blue a blue mark <laughs> right through his name and and uh, hastily dropped your your name underneath. Uh, yeah, Cam. For those those of you that might not, you know, watch the Cantina. That's the Star Wars show that that we do every week. Are we going back to Fridays, Cam? Are we recording Thursday night or or what's up, man? Uh, I mean, we haven't discussed it, but you know, okay. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. Yeah, we we usually as as it's on not fr- Fridays. Yeah, not fr- Friday recording it's, itself, and that's so. Uh, we can catch as much news for for the week as as we possibly yeah. can, but um, I want to kind of talk a little bit about Star Wars first this this morning. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi ended uh, last week, two weeks ago. Correct. Last well, week, yeah, a, a week. It'll ago be two to, weeks. Yeah, today kind of thing when this is this is a, a week ago. Yeah. Today. Um. So uh, that that's done. You can see our reviews over on the cantina right here on this channel. Um, but spoilers be warned, everyone. Sorry, but we're, we're going to talk about it. And I'm not sure what we might spoil on accident, but be, beware. Potential Kenobi spoilers here. And uh, what what I really wanted to talk about uh, was the direct. Got to speak with uh, one of the gentlemen that um, uh, wrote the original uh movie idea um because this was going to be a a movie it's something that uh they had talked about disney being them uh a long time ago and then when it got changed over to a series we had heard as as well as others uh that allegedly they had taken the movie and just chopped it up into six episodes and that those scripts weren't as great and that they went into into rewrites and stuff like that and uh whoop my browser is not loaded let me fix that for you guys um 
what happened is the writer, uh, where is it at? Beatty uh, is the last name. I just had his first name. I just said Stuart Beatty. There, there you go. All right. Stuart Beatty. He doesn't uh, actually have a a writing credit. I don't think on the screen, show. Screenplay, uh, and he got story credits in in the uh, thing. Yeah, I was I was reading up oh. on on what he get got credit for, and he does get a story by or a, you know one one of those like minor uh, story writing uh, writing credits. So I got my browser up and. Um, he revealed not only did he reveal that throughout this interview that yeah there's bits and pieces of his uh he's credited as a writer for episodes one two and three and the finale um he said you know yeah they used parts of my my story for this so that kind of confirms the idea that they took the first movie plan and chopped it up um and then he he has this quote about the other plans did you know this was going to be a trilogy of movies Holy crap. Let me reread this, right? So not at all none. And he's talking about um, if he uh, um, um, talking about Solo's performance and things like that. He goes, uh, I wrote I wrote the film that they based the show on. So, yeah, I spent like a year, year and a half wor- working on it. And then when the decision was made not to spend, make any more spinoffs, after, uh, spinoff films after Solo came out, I left the project and went on to other other things. Joby came on and took my scripts and turned them, uh, turned it from two hours uh, into six. So I did not work with them at all. I just got credits for for those episodes. And he continues on uh, talking about the the trilogy aspect. So when I pitched my Obi Wan story to Lucasfilm, I said there's actually three stories here because there's three different evolutions that the uh, excuse me, that the character has to make in order to go from Obi-Wan in the prequels to Ben. Uh, And the first one was the first movie, which was the show, uh, which was surrender to the will will of the force, transport your will, surrender your, your will, leave the kid alone. So then the second movie was thinking about where uh, Kenobi ends up. And one of the most powerful and probably the most uh, powerful moment in all of Obi-Wan's story is that he, that moment where he sacrifices himself in a new hope, great moment, you know, make, makes you cry. But uh, if you stop and, and think about it, it's a pretty sudden thing to just kind of go fighting a guy to see Luke and go, go, I'm going to die. You know, that to me, that required forethought, that required pre-acceptance, that this was going to happen. Uh, so there there you go, man. He, he pitched an idea of uh, three stories. He doesn't talk about the third third film at all, or at least not that they that they've given. Uh, talks about the first film kind of surrendered to the to the force. And then uh, this this idea of figuring out, you know, be, being willing to sacrifice yourself. So I guess to you, Cam, one, what, what do you think about the idea of the uh, Kenobi trilogy? Let's start start there. I don't know what to say. Um, Are you happy be, it became a show instead? Or I like, don't how know, do you feel about, because, about those you know, I don't know what this would have been. Maybe the films would have been better overall. It would have been a better, maybe there would have been a higher budget. Maybe, you know, it would have worked out <laughs> a lot better. Maybe not. Maybe it would have been a weaker story. Um, and we wouldn't have got maybe some of the riskier but more memorable parts of the show because I, I, I think some of the risks were earned but you know we, we our issues were always with some of the execution 
that mm. I think that would that was on show. It would have been a different person making it, so different, you know, a different crew ultimately. So it's just it's too hard to say without knowing. And it sounds like they only had a script for the first one and it, right. ideas for where it would go yeah. after that, you know, that they hadn't kind of got to that stage of you generally don't, you know, in, in that situation other than an idea. Um, so, you know, without seeing that idea to kind of completion, it's really hard to say what it what it could have been, you know, would, would after that one movie, we'd be desperate to see more. I kind of feel that like Obi-Wan can all be the show was designed so that they they could just leave it there and and that they wouldn't have to do any more if they didn't want to. I think they want to, I think is the thing. Mm. I think everyone kind of does want to do more and we've talked about that there's risks. I don't. There be risks involved in that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about those involved. And oh, yeah, yeah. I would say it feels like the majority of the fan base was higher on it than lower on it, but, but you know, People could see some of the flaws in it. I think. I think it's fair to say. Um, so, so I don't know. Um, you know, will they use any of those ideas going forward for what they would do for a season two? I mean, they really don't have to. You know, it doesn't kind of. I mean, knowing that. I mean, this is spoilers, but you did give a warning that Obi Wan kind of goes away with the Force Ghost, the Qui Gon at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the next step of his journey. It really just depends whether they have a good story to tell that involves that step of the journey. Now that he can communicate with Qui-Gon, now that he has got past that step. And as we've said before, that, that can't involve Darth Vader. You can't do it again. That's That should be now the and last no time those, those two, and not Leia again either. No. Yeah. So so what do you do? You know. It's, it's, weird. it's weird to me uh, because of, like you said, how this first season or potentially just this series ends with a, with a, an open door for, for more and at minimum open door for, for spinoffs. Um, hmm. And then to find out that, you know, there was a, a, at least a trilogy pitched. Uh, we don't know if, if Disney was a hundred percent sold on at the, at the time doing a, a trilogy or yeah. not. But, um, and I do kind of like the, the kind of confirmation that connects a, a bunch of dots back to some of the, the stories about behind, behind the scenes stuff for this, um, uh, a while ago. It, it is weird to me. And I know you wrote, uh, on another statement that, you know, was kind of mentioned that they, they blame Solo's performance on the reason this movie, and I'm sure even though there's been debates on how far the Boba Fett movie got, whether or not Mangold was, was ever, you know, more than just a, a rumor. Um, there was a lot of dependable places talking about him and, and Boba Fett, despite Kennedy saying, no, that that was never a thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, solo screwed thing things up, man. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if if the right hand knows what the left is is doing over there in Disney because you uh, you also have uh, Kathleen Kennedy talking about you know oh you can't recast uh, past characters and yet we know the Lando thing is still allegedly in in the works uh, according to da uh, uh, Donald Glover himself. Yeah, Donald. I uh, almost said Danny, and I was like, no, no, no. That's that's lethal weapon. Um, and and then uh, of course we just had Leia and you and I have both men mentioned that we're at least open 
open to the idea of like Agent Leia in in a in a Rebels era, you know? Yeah, I mean, series. I I could watch. I mean, I think watching them as kids is different from a recast yeah, day anyway. I do agree. So I could watch a Leia show focused on her like teenage years. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But no Obi Wan, please. Do you know yes. what I mean? Uh, no Vader. You know, no well, Vader. Vader could be theoretically in the background the... at some point yeah. or in a scene, but you know. They clearly know who each other are. It's it's not even a question, but you know there shouldn't be any connection really between them at all. But um, you know, sure. I mean, I mean, it'd be great to see, for example, because she does end up becoming a senator, and, and in Star Wars Galaxy, people become senators really, really young. I, mm -hmm. I, I'd love to see her in the Senate against Palpatine, like actually speaking in the Senate after 10, 12 years of him being the Emperor, you know, stuff like that. You know, there is actually what? interesting stories to tell there. A, pol a political drama set in the Imp Imperial Senate? No, I, I, I mean, in some ways you could do that, but that, yeah. would, just be, that would just be your background sort of canvas. Your, mm -hmm. your foreground could be a mystery story. It could be yeah. a... It could be a heist. It could be a, you know, I mean, there's, you could, you could picture, it could be a spy thing, you know, yeah. getting information and Leia being involved in that and playing her part, you look know. At, uh, but more look at how well, sorry. Being the Go face ahead. of, being the face though of being a senator, you know, officially, you know, and, and saying the right things and being supposedly pro-empire officially and all that sort of stuff, you know, being duplicitous. Yeah, and you and I have always talked about, you know, one of the mo most interesting things in Star Wars is the politics, and, and that's separate from people when they go, don't make Star, Star Wars political, that's talking modern mm. contemporary issues in Star Wars, I'm talking no, in-universe Yeah, politics. we're not talking about the West Wing yeah. here, or something so like that, you know. I, I, would, I was going to say, look at how well um, Battlestar blended the politics yeah with every everything else you know so i could i could see something similar similar Star to that Trek's always done it many times you know all you have to do is have a you know at the end of the day there'll be politics in any galaxy anywhere <laughs> because people are, are always going to have different opinions and that's ultimately what's going on in star wars and that can be interesting because the politics the policies and the politics defines the world around it um it's just it wasn't handled very well and the prequels and people then have associated all politics, Star Wars equals bad. Yeah. In some ways, to the detriment, I would say, of the sequels, because actually we could have done well a little bit more. Everything, oh, yeah. just nothing made sense in the, in the sequels. Nothing made sense. So there nothing. is a story to tell you. My only caveat would be it can't be someone... I mean, it might be worth waiting a few years and then getting the young actress, I think it's Vivian Lee Blair, Something I think like her that. name is, yeah. that, that played her in Kenobi to play her again. Because I think if you push it too close to Leia's age, then we just notice that it's not the same person kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah Vivian I mean, I think Blair. Lyra Blair. Perfect would have been if you could have took um, Millie Bobby Brown a few years ago and made a show like that, she would have looked absolutely and been perfect in it because yeah. we know it's a, it's a good part. I think she's now too close to the age that Leia was in A New Hope. Yeah. You know, physically now to kind of pull that off anymore. I think that ship's kind of sailed. So so maybe wait in a couple of years and do something like that with that young actress and 
that that would work. Yeah, I would watch that. So then, I mean, that's one spin-off idea. You'd imagine we'll hear more of Reva at some point. I don't know. I'm not saying she would get her own show, but her story yeah. is going to continue somewhere at some point, I'm sure. Um, and then, you know, there's been a lot of talk and, you know, it seems like a shoe-in for, for Disney is to do a Darth Vader based show you know something focused on vader himself because he is the biggest selling character in star wars and everyone who's ever getting into star wars would watch a darth vader based show especially if it is darth you know dealing with again there could be a political element to it although that would be the kind of shit just annoys vaders you know you know that's the stuff yeah i'll leave that to the emperor but you know what we talked about like shadows of the empire and and it in my opinion, I don't know if you agree with this, is the best part of Shadows of the Empire is the stuff with Vader and, and Caesar or Caesar yeah. or whatever it is and the whole kind of political wrangling to, to get in and be the Emperor's number two and kind of displace Vader and Vader having to be sneaky about, you know, yeah. about how to, before well, you could confront him and stuff, you know. That's like the um, first uh, uh, Vader uh comic books from uh Kieran Kieran something Kieran something uh Kieran Gillen almost like uh what's your name Adam um, Gillen <laughs> yeah almost like Karen but this is this is a very ga- Gaelic name that I I am butchering um but uh he's uh his first run introduced introduced uh Dr. Afra and showed you know all of the like shit Vader had go had going on behind the emperor's back i dug all of all of that i i could i could deal with a vader spinoff if it was vader and had nothing to do with obi-wan and yeah know. as long as it's yeah if it's not him obsessed by obi-wan you know i don't i feel like that's the next part of his story you know if you think about it if, if you were even saying after that thing we have this show is you don't have to say it at any particular part of the timeline you can mm-hmm. pick anywhere from the end of Revenge of the Sith, right through to the end of Return of the Jedi, to do to do a Vader yeah. show, you know, you're really not restricted in that way. And actually, there's probably less been told of what he was up to during the original trilogy than oh, there yeah. has been between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope because the comics and some of the books have covered all that. So, um, but the the point is, there's fertile ground to choose from and. And it could be a really kind of interesting dynamic um, yeah. to kind of focus on the bad guy for once. Because I think there's some uh, space between four and four and five for a lot of stories. I, I think so as well. We haven't had a lot of that, and I think that would be a perfect place. I would move the shadows of the empire type story to to, to not have the look and hand thing all going right. on because that's been covered elsewhere in comics now. Yeah. The one in the bounty hunters covers all that and Vader's involved in that as well so mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that part doesn't need it anymore what we need is the is the Vader versus a rival for, for and the Emperor mixed in together that could really kind of work as a, as a very very fun show I mean whether yeah. people would watch it without having a hero character but kind of Vader is almost like your hero character in this because even though he's a bad it's like we talked about, about the Sopranos and stuff like that mm-hmm. You know, nobody's saying Tony Soprano is a good guy, and all right, Vader's not as likable as sometimes those <laughs> those mafia guys can be. But the point is, we would still follow 
um, his story, and there could yeah. be other people round about him. You know, the minions that he that he uses that are kind of closest to him, but even sacrificing a second, you know. So oh, yeah. I think there is a story, and you could even have some good people in it. I know doing something in the background, some new characters, but I really don't feel the need for that. But um, so there is a lot of spin-off ideas. I just wouldn't want to see an Obi Wan Kenobi season two that's Vader's back. And it's rematch number four, you know. Oh, and man. Leia's in trouble again, you know. Yeah. Vader's got her again this week. Out will Obi Wan save her. Tune in and find man. out. That was kind of the. That. Yeah, that was kind of the thing. I I think I started this this segment on with, with mentioning Solo was that Disney. I don't think they even understand why so, Solo didn't do well. And I don't think everyone that's like, oh, because of the Last Jedi part, maybe people All being right. kind of like b- bombed on yeah. it. Number two, definitely releasing, you know, a, another movie so soon, but mostly guys, it's a boring story that just did a bunch of check marks. How did, how did Solo get a gun? How did Solo get a, get his name? How did Solo get the fa- Falcon? Uh-huh. How does Solo do the, the Kessel run in, in a measurement of, of, uh, there's, uh, there's an interesting idea in there, but it's burdened with too much tick boxes, yeah, so. um, and for me yet, and, and it's just keep, been allowed the story to to grow on and they its keep own. blaming stuff on it and and saying that 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 causes caused you know these these current changes and but and it doesn't help all that, that it's like basically cancel the, the the movie halfway through hire a new director that cost yeah, them a fortune yeah. that's one of the reasons why it's not profitable it's not as if it yep. didn't make money it just didn't make its money make back enough. which is the yeah. first time as that's ever happened in a star wars movie yeah, just like the sequel trilogy. Well, saw it's the probably first made ever its money back dip now, but the time you second to third. Factor things in, but yeah. at the time it was seen as a flop for sure. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors over at Grow Generation. Come back and talk some uh, Lord of the Rings. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. From propagation to harvest, they have everything you need for your special garden. Grow Generation serves customers across the nation and carries a wide inventory of renowned cultivation brands. Go to www.growgeneration.com, where the pros go to grow. Thank you, Grow Generation, for sponsoring the episode. Uh, Link in the description box. So away from science fantasy and on to just straight fantasy something cam is a huge fan of more more so than my myself um but i do like it well well enough and we will be doing another uh dragon reviewed podcast uh season with uh uh wheel of time season two when that hits do you know when that's hitting off the top of your no head? we don't we don't have a solid date for it yet um mm. but it's it's definitely obviously after rings of power and everything but it it's, does it make the tail end of this year or is it the start of the next year yeah. it feels like one of those kind of situations send post way, at the moment be be subscribed to the youtube channel or follow follow your favorite podcast app and you'll know when when the episodes hit um and lrmonline.com so i've got it up on the screen right now cam wrote uh, a piece up on on some uh, official images uh shared via the fellowship of fans uh twitter mm-hmm. And then uh, a leak related to some some story stuff. So the images, uh, we've got the dude that, that makes the rings. How do you pronounce his name again? Celebrimbo. There, there you go. I, I, know, I, knew, I knew he makes makes rings. Uh, some images of Elrond. Um, 
And uh, that's pretty much it, man. We, we've got some yeah. elves. What, what are you feeling about the, the look? And I know last week I think we got to look at some orcs, but how are you feeling yeah, sure. about the aesthetics here, man? I mean, it looks really good so far. That's the one thing I'll give it. I mean, I, I think the trailer, everything looks so far good. But, of course, they're choosing which parts to show us at the moment. Mm. So they, they can be selective with that. Um even where I think there was some criticism of some of the CGI earlier on for like the snow troll that you see kind of in the trailer, they've kind of updated that. So most recently that looks better than it did the first time. So, you know, I think they are kind of spending a lot of money on this. We know how much money is getting spent like per episode. So I think looks wise, aesthetically, they've kind of nailed it so far, but we need to see you know, sometimes it's how you shoot it. So does it feel like you're in this big place that's got, you know, Game of Thrones always felt like you were in a world and you were jumping from one side to another and they had the different, you know, feeling of being on the east or different feeling of being in the west or up the north because the environments were all different as well. Is it going to be like that or is it going to feel small scale? And that's that's what we can't judge until we see it. But, but so far, so good, I would say 100%. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about this series you on, be. <laughs> only because uh just that there's there's so much it feels like they got a lot of wiggle room but it's kind of like Kenobi where again they're bumping up against things that they don't ne- they ne- shouldn't necessarily be bumping up against, you know, well, play, certain characters, certain places, certain Events. Well, the I, one I thing know. that's going to be hard for me to get by is, and I'm going to have to accept this or not enjoy it, is the fact that they've condensed the timeline into such a short period of time. You know, the, the second age is, what, 3,441 years long, I think, from start to finish. And we're getting most of the important events of that seem to be cramped in the <laughs> kind of few years I'm guessing you know timeline and and it doesn't feel like enough time to kind of to have all that play out across what we're told is five seasons that's that's what we've kind of been told the the plan is to kind of go for five seasons I'll um, that if, if it happens when it, when it happens <laughs> I don't know think of the money they've spent on the rights so unless it's an absolute flop and it won't be I don't think a flop enough to, to not get people still tuning in to see it oh, I, because I of the name. At least two, maybe three, but five? I, I don't know. Eh, they need to make their money back somehow. <laughs> it depends. If it's doing well, they'll absolutely yeah. do five. Um, maybe even more. You know? The other the other thing that I that kind of feeds into that fear, and I, I think part of it plays into the timeline that you're speaking of because it's, it's Hobbits. And I know that one of the big things about... Uh, uh, Frodo and, and and Bilbo was how odd of hobbits they they are having the big adventures and and things like like that. And I also the way I understand is their their influence in Middle Earth is you know not as as broad back in this this time frame oh. that we're going to be talking about. And yet we're going to be getting some a, adventurous, happy. It's, a, it's a tricky situation. They're not. <laughs> Hobbits that they don't think they'll use that name in any okay. way whatsoever. 
I think they're they're going to be called Harfoots, which are an ancestor, if you like, of the of the hobbits. But they'll be small, probably with furry feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so characteristically, they might not be the same. It seems like they're traveling from one place to another, and that would present a completely different lifestyle to the one that we're used to seeing hobbits in. Right. Like from what I've seen, they look as if they're wearing traveling clothes. Whereas hobbits are very creature comfort, you know, that we mm-hmm. see them when they're in the Shire. But they've been there by that point and, and kept safe for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, at that point that, that we meet them in Lord of the Rings. And, and it's only by the kind of rangers that have, have been keeping them safe that long. Um, that's not going to, be, going to be the case for these people. But the whole kind of Middle Earth seems to be in a relative time of peace at the start of this show and then some bad shit's going to happen and start fucking things up. Um, and, you know, what? how will that affect the hobbits? I, I don't know, or the, the kind of half-roots, if you like. It is interesting because I think what they can't do is have them be too pivotal to anything big that the elves would have written about. So, mm-hmm. you know, what we understand from this history is kind of, if you imagine, it's Bilbo and Frodo and people are reading the histories when they're in Rivendell yeah. and then kind of writing about it. That's the, the way you've got to think about it. So all these histories are written from the elvish point of view, really, in this, the second age, rather than the kind of uh, the, the men's point of view and then the later kind of descendants of Gondor. So... It's absolutely possible for hobbits to have turned up and just the people who were recording the histories didn't write anything about them because there was nothing notable to, to write about them at that time. Yeah. The only Which is kind of what is. Yeah. tricky aspect I would have is if Sauron is aware of them, right? Mm. Now, I don't know where Sauron's going to come in in the show, but, you know, he's going to come in eventually. Um, that's for sure. Um, and I think that's being kept very, very under wraps in terms of how they're going to introduce him and when and where. Um, but Sauron really was someone who wasn't familiar with hobbits in, in the Lord of the Rings. He kind of dismissed them as as not being important at all. And it was yeah. only really when Gollum says, you know, the name Baggins and Shire to him when he's, he's tortured that he starts thinking about hobbits for the for the kind of first time. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't know they existed, right? That let's be clear about that. There's nothing that I don't think that explicitly states he didn't know they exist. Just that he never factored them into his plans whatsoever. Yeah. So if they were like a foil to him earlier on, that wouldn't work with that, you know. Yeah. But but I'm not saying that he can't be aware of them at all, but it's, kind of, it's tricky ground. To, to probably look, looked at them as, as kind of like we look at rabbits. It's like, yeah, they exist. Sure, they eat vegetation, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, you've got to think of how Sauron views mortals. You know, us men as really kind of being quite weak and should be controlled by someone like him. You know, because mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we're too silly to, to, to get by without someone like him telling us how things work. So that's, that's where his mindset's kind of at. And the elves are kind of waning even back in this age, but they're much more, they're much bigger than they, they were in the third age, but um, bigger societies. But Sauron's got to think about them as well, you know, because they could be a threat to him as well. So it's, it's a complicated situation that he's in at this time. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and, and see what happens. Uh what's this uh um Numenorian 
armed well, forces, this this I take it you don't know what leak. Numenor is, do you? Yeah, no, uh, it's not ringing a bell. It's not ringing a bell. <laughs> You'll find out in the show, I guess, because they'll explain it. But see the people who are Gondor, like Aragorn's people, right? Or right. his ancestry. You know that was all important, right? Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. It's Numenor. They're all from Numenor originally. They were kind of try to think of it as like like after the first age and everything. Uh, the the loyal houses that fought against Morgoth in the first age were kind of like rewarded, right? And they were given this land that was basically just raised up, and it was in between Middle Earth and the Undying Lands in the West. And they got this island called Numenor. It was a starship. And they, you know, and Elrond's brother, Elros, chose, they had the choice whether to be elf or man. Elros chose to be a man, and he became the first king in Numenor. And he still lived like 300 odd years, but, you know, he did die eventually. Whereas Elrond, as obviously we see in this show, doesn't really age because he he chose to be an elf. Um, And that's where that kind of lineage all all comes from in the Numenorians. And they're really, at this time in the Second Age, they are by far the most powerful military force. Um, Far, far bigger and more powerful than anything that we see even in the Third Age in any of the Lord of the Rings stuff at this point, you know, because they've kind of had the freedom to just do their own thing for a long time. So the leader of the military, yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, you know the, the the big key points are that apparently the military will be split fifty fifty between men and women, which I mean whether it's specifically fifty fifty, I don't know. But the the general kind of idea here is that there's going to be a lot of women soldiers as well, um, not women extras playing men just to fill right. up numbers because that's happened in many many mov- movies right and, but and shows identifiably before. female yes, yes, warriors yes, yes. yeah which you know that's obviously going to annoy some people right that's that's clearly going to annoy some people and i don't think tolkien would have ever imagined the numenomenarian being like that however they are a more advanced sort of civilization from from anything else in middle earth and you know I'm kind of wait as long as these are highly skilled warriors that shows that life. It's not just like, you know, um, oh, well, half of you, you know, are conscripted to go into the, you know, army here or something like that. That kind of doesn't make make much sense. But yeah. we'll have to see how it goes. We'll have to see how it goes, obviously, in the show. Yeah. The other thing they said odd. was that, oh, sorry, that, um, the, that they will be wearing fish scale armor with um, kind of like horse, white horse tails coming off their helmets. That's what they would look like. And that they're excited to go off to war because they're like, overconfident. You know, they're like, we've been sitting here twiddling our thumbs for hundreds of years. So, you know, this is like exciting to go off and, and help people. And, and there's like a parade seeing them all off and fanfare and all that sort of stuff. And I assume at some point, when in the show, how that will work, I don't know. Uh, whether it's like a lead into season two, we're going to see that Numenor in, in kind of fleet head off to, to Middle Earth for whatever reason. We don't know what threat is and what's going on yet or anything, but um, ultimately it's going to be Sauron in the end, but we don't know what, how that works within the show itself. So that's the kind yeah. of leaks are, are all around about that. Uh, you know, it's 
one because I'm I'm not familiar with with the history. Um, and I'm and while I'm familiar with Tolkien and the time and of of writing and the um, just kind of like the the general history of 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 uh, fantasy, the genre and whatnot. Like I get the insp- inspirations, and a hundred percent you would expect in these types of worlds the militaries to be you know mostly male with female leaders being this rarity um and uh so in that context i would have never had you not said anything never batted an eye at it however i always do kind of think to myself about especially when something's made in modern days and and you've got a very blended military and i love it when people point out to a few odd and odds and rare occasions where you had you know larger female uh military units or or uh groups of females in a in a in in a military action in the past um but it is it is one of those things in in this type of setting that makes you go hmm and and makes you wonder you know what's the 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 story you know decisions here but in general because it's fantasy it's not like you're trying to make half the 101st airborne division of, of world war two female or something, you know, because it's nothing, nothing like that. I no, but it's like, like it's yeah. also like if you were watching, I mean, if you were watching Braveheart and there was yes. a lot of women, you know, then you would, I'm you going to question say, the no, hell out of it. That, that, yeah. Cause that, that, sorry, but that's this just is not the way fantasy. it works, you know, yeah. that, but it's not history. It is a made up history. Exactly. But what I, Even though it's got real like world it, though, inspiration. Is, for example, the Rohi or the ancestors of the Rohirrim, you wouldn't expect women warriors in the Rohirrim because look at the customs that we see of theirs yeah. within the Lord of the Rings where Eowyn is not allowed to kind of go and be a, a yeah. warrior. She has to hide herself. I mean, that's, I know she's got right. She's got a death wish, so it's kind of slightly different, you know. So maybe throwing herself away, but it's like, you know, they they probably do have women warriors, but they're not going to be yeah. in a large number because right. mostly women wouldn't pick that lifestyle or job choice to go into. Exactly. Sorry, but we're talking back in and the, in you the know. and in the the present, if you will, Lord of the Rings day, um, uh, those books uh, days where all the history is about, you know, this dude, that dude, the, this other dude, uh, not a lot of, you know, hers and, and she's as far as like their legends and myths and, and things like that. So, like I said, in the grander context, I get why people might be concerned, might question, I mean, but in my context, just female gender characters within Lord of the Rings. I yes, mean, Galadriel, like military act one, like Galadriel like was a, a warrior at some point, but no, yeah. not as a, it's not like there's an Amazon type unit that's all female yes, that's, or that's something. That's what I'm like trying that, to. You know? Yeah. So, like I said, in that bigger picture, I can get why some people would be con- concerned. But me personally, like I said, if if you had never, if we had never had this conversation, I probably would have watched it and, and never thought anything of it. But yeah, I I can see where where there could be some some concerns there. I mean, I'm not concerned again because it's the Numenorians and I think of them as being quite mysterious and mm-hmm. different from and more advanced than everyone else. Plus, they should be a bit more powerful. They tend to be bigger, you know, hardier, stronger, better fighters yeah. than the than the kind of regular Joes that are, are left in Middle Earth because they've had this kind of privileged life and privileged bloodline and all that sort of stuff. So... So they're like Aragorn, you know, they're all kind of Aragorns, if you like, you know what I mean, back in those days, or even 
because always in the past people were more powerful in Tolkien's universe they're so they the, should be even the stronger Spartans than Aragorn was you know so so this having is... you know ranger and and warrior female characters absolutely doesn't bother me at all yeah but what I wouldn't want to see is like then if there's another army of middle earthers shows up you know later on a, a more rustic yeah. army that they're all half female as well because that yeah. certainly wouldn't make sense to me if that that's just where I'm coming from no yeah I get it I get it Com- complete completely get it um we'll we'll wait and see uh may- maybe we'll uh talk about doing some some Lord of the Ring reviews maybe here on the Daily Cog or, or something you guys let us know in in the comments what you would like from uh, from LRM and, and the genreverse uh, related to that. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up, guys. Uh, guys, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, please hit the uh, red subscribe button. we got a lot of great shows here. Anime Versal Reviews. Uh, we'll be reviewing uh, uh, Classroom of the Elite and then uh, picking something else for the summer until we till we get to Chainsaw Man. We've got Marvel, Multi, Mar- Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, which does... Uh, Marvel reviews and then news whenever there's nothing to, to review or we're supposed to, Nick. Uh, we're doing so Miss Marvel right now. The Cantina, I talked about that. You guys can catch that on, on here as well as uh, Breaking Geek Radio and uh, Genre Shot Trailer Reactions. All of the podcasts, not the reactions because who would just want to listen to me react to a trailer, but uh, all of the podcasts do go up on, on your favorite podcast app. So Spotify, Sound cloud google all of those uh things even the one with the with the fruit yeah apple uh anyways uh lrmonline.com every day for for all of your uh entertainment news needs and opinions uh we got covering uh leaks and and rumors to get, giving opinions on on news through from through throughout hollywood press releases anime vi- anime vid- video games comics if it's geeky pop culture we're 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 covering it. All celebrity interviews also available on the uh, LRM online YouTube channel. So, yeah. Cam, anything else you want to throw out there? Ooh, so. you talk talk about oh. the writing thing. I'll bring up the writers wanted uh, on the yeah, screen. Um, yeah, we are looking for people to get involved. We're trying to grow the team here at LRMonline.com and the Genre of Us podcast network. We find it easier to find people that want to do podcasts that want to do writing these days. Uh, I guess that's the way the modern world. So, you know, I, my main kind of task in LRM is, is writing and that's that's my passion. Um, I love writing. Um, so if you're like me and you really like writing about stuff and getting your opinions out there or writing about the stories and being able to say what you think when, you know, or you're a geek of something that we're not covering enough of and you think we should be covering it, then reach out to us and kill got the details on screen at the moment for anyone that's listening just on a, a podcast uh, you can contact me at lrm underscore cam um, that's a place to start you can contact uh, at lrm is it is Shoki's the same it'll be Not Michael at lrm online right um, um, you can contact him you can contact the main lrm email address as well um, you, can, you know you can just reach out to us Wherever you can find us, grab us on Twitter, jump over to our Discord, whatever. If you're interested, let us know. We'll go through the process with you. We'll let you know how it works. And, and you know, we'll, we'll try to grow the team. And, and we help. We think we can help you achieve what you want to do, which is kind of write about your passion subjects. Yeah. Build, build a portfolio for, uh, for the future. 
All right, yep. guys. Uh, all the social media information's down down below. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, we'll make it three days in, in a row. Manny should be back with me tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you next time. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.